Hello, this is Kate Magic and you're listening to the Raw Living Podcast. Raw Living is Europe's leading raw foods and superfood supplier. I founded the company in 2002. And in this interview series, I talk to some of the people behind uh, the companies that we offer on our shop to find out more about what they do. Um, what is the ethos behind the company and particularly not just the processing in the in the products like the ingredients they use and how they put everything together but also how do they show respect for the environment how do they treat their workers Um, most companies in this industry put a huge amount of integrity and dedication into providing products that are really benefiting uh, the people and the planet so I wanted to provide insights into that when you're shopping with these companies you're not just investing in your health you're investing in a better world for us all My guest today is Adriana of Anima Mundi Herbals. This is a really interesting interview where she talks about uh, all the different products in the range and how she came to put together such a beautifully curated range of plant medicines from all around the world. Hi, Adriana. Hi, Kate. How are you today? I'm really good today. How about you? Good. Yes, I'm really excited to be speaking with you. I've known about the Anima Mundi range for a good few years and it's been on our wish list of products to stock at Royal Living and we finally uh, got it in there. So really excited to learn more about yourself and the range and yeah, hear all about it. So do you want to start and tell us, you know, what inspired your journey into this realm? <laughs> <laughs> Yes, absolutely. So um, I was born, I am born and raised in Costa Rica and my whole life I've been, you know, very connected to nature and thankfully I had a grandmother and family that really supported um, the true meaningful connection of, you know, listening to plants and working with people and doing hands-on healing. So I started pretty young and, you know, diving into the hands-on healing type of world like Reiki and and uh, herbal healing and so and I work with different shamans in Central and South America and I started just you know feeling the call naturally like an intuitively um, just naturally started gravitating to listening to you know on a deep level to people and becoming more of like a therapeutic bridge to having people assisting people healing themselves and uh, it's been quite a journey I started when I was like I guess 12 years old or less and um, I've always had like kind of like a um, I don't know, special connection to listening and, you know, psychic energy. And um, and here we are. Then kind of Anima Mundi was born out of, you know, this desire to create a bridge between nature and humans. Mm. Amazing. So, mm-hmm. so how, how did you start the range? Were you in New York when you started the range? Yes, exactly. So I unexpectedly moved there. I was working at a beautiful retreat center in upstate New York where people do serious healing from colon cleansing to, you know, raw food eating and so. And um, and then people were very interested in integrating herbs into their, you know, colon cleansing and so on. So I started kind of making formulas for people with serious illnesses, um, specializing in different kinds of cancer and so and. And so I started it with my little apartment in Brooklyn and I started that my place was like saturated with like hundreds of herbs. <laughs> Seriously, it was really funny. People would come in and just be like, you know, dizzy from so much herbal smells. <laughs> and uh, then it started, we started kind of producing. I started hiring people because we were, you know, making these master formulas for the classic symptomologies, like from insomnia to stress to detox, et cetera, like kind of like the classic 
you know, everyday um, issues that most people have in this modern day reality. And, um, and then it was kind of the, the company was born from, you know, kind of creating these essential formulas for everyday longevity. So when was that? When was the company born? I would say around 2014 is when we were kind of producing kind of like, you know, becoming more of like a, like a company and a small team of herbal folks, like really wanting to expand the herbal magic. And I'd say one of the things that's um, interesting about what you do, we have a lot of great ranges on the website, people like Shaman Shack or Dragon Herbs, but they're drawing specifically one tradition. You're kind of bringing together a lot of traditions in your formulas, aren't you? Exactly. Yes. I love using rainforest tribal herbalism, kind of like standards of medicine making. And I've also studied Ayurveda and Chinese medicine pretty extensively too. So I feel like all of them have a similar bottom line in the sense of energetics and proper formulation, you know? So I think integrating what resonates the most and synchronizing each of each and kind of like weaving all traditions in its own way. I think you can really come up with like a brilliant synergy of all these incredible you know, medical, ancient medical traditions. Mm. Do you see a lot of overlap in the different traditions? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. I think the medicine making, although like if you think of like, you know, hermetic alchemy and like European style, it's very different when they do extractions versus let's say a shaman in, you know, in the Amazon. But in the end, the principles of harmony and the principles of combining and the intuitive combining of herbs is very similar, I think. Um, so what products did you start out with? What were your kind of like, what are your signature products? I was, the first one I think that became very popular was the Dream Elixir. Um, I used to make it extremely strong <laughs> back in the day and people were like, you know, blown out that it was even better than, you know, Ambien and all those terrible pharmaceutical medications. <laughs> and uh, that one became kind of a classic, same as like the love potion of the aphrodisiac spirit elixir called um, euphoria uh, very very loved by people because it's a very it's not just like a euphoric feeling but it's also a great way to you know connect to oneself and um, kind of naturally feel that state of bliss on a daily basis which of course most of us want <laughs> <laughs> and then um, other classics are like bitters you know for digestive optimization to detoxifying herbs from we love importing a lot of uh, herbs from the rainforest that are for detox because they're so powerful and fantastic like our liver vitality formula um, using like chanca piedra and graviola which is used here for a very classic here in rainforest kind of cleansing strategies and um, which other rainforest herbs yeah like for blood cleansers and so are very popular maybe we should backtrack just a little and just explain to people what's the difference between the elixirs and the tonics and you've also got teas isn't it and do you want to go oh, into yeah. how they would use the elixirs great idea so elixirs the difference between an elixir and the tonic is that an elixir is more of like a more pleasant beverage like you know still potent but still more of a beverage like um menstruum so we extract the herbs that say in a potent form but then we add like other delicious add-ons like you know medicinal yet more delicious flavor type of things, kind of like goji berries, you know, they're high in vitamin C and immune, a special immune tonic, but it kind of gives it a delicious taste if you combine it with other more intensive herbal, you know, powerhouses like our Euphoria has, uses hibiscus and goji berries as kind of like the, the sweetening opening of flavors. 
Um, so elixirs are delicious in that way that you can just kind of use them more casually. Um, and then the tonics are more like high intensity extractions. You know, where you do straight either alcohol or glycerin or other menstruums to extract the potency of the herbs. So it's a little more, it's a higher ratio of plant per liquid. So the elixirs you just keep in your fridge and then just like have a shot of them. Exactly. You can also keep it out of the fridge. We make them intense enough that they're shelf stable. So they're still on the, on the intense side of elixirs more than like the classic kind of super beverage ones. But um, yes, we encourage kind of like that tablespoon dosage versus the teaspoon dosage of a tonic. Uh -huh. And then you have teas and also some things you can smoke as well, isn't it? Exactly. So I think that's always like an interesting subject because a lot of people are like, how can you smoke and call that healthy? Like, that's so wrong. And, you know, people think it's um, terrible to do that. But actually, like if you're especially if you're weeding off of tobacco, smoking organic and wildcrafted herbs that actually cleanse the lungs used occasionally can be fantastic. Um, like, for example, in Ayurveda and even in rainforest tribal traditions, the smoking of herbs is used for cleansing, like specifically after, you know, deep cleansing on any level so and it's also of course to induce more states of calming energy people that run a lot of anxiety and stress it can be very powerful again in like moderate doses mm -hmm. so some classic plants for example in ayurveda cardamom cinnamon leaves and ginger leaves are used commonly for you know kind of like clearing excessive mucus um, and then the rainforest as well i mean traditions here grow the same herbs basically than in india so like cardamom cinnamon star anise are classic um, so those are great as well. So of course, there's other types of smoking that are more for like strictly relaxation, like uh, pedicularis is a common one, even used by Native American Indians that you can find in the more of the Rocky Mountain, higher peaks of California and Oregon type of areas. Um, but again, also Native Americans were big fans of smoking calming herbs for inducing states of meditation and relaxation. So you've got such a wide range. It's kind of it's kind of hard to know where to start because you're drawing from all the different traditions, but then also you're kind of covering all the bases, aren't you, in terms of what someone might need? How's how's that? Has that come from your own experience and working with clients? Is just like figuring out all the different formulations of what someone might need for every kind of occasion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a great question. Yeah, I guess it's because people always request. And then also for my own personal experience, I like, you know, I love doing ceremonial type of plant medicine, you know, type of rituals. So I think like having, you know, your tools, your spirit tools for that is always very essential. Like, you know, nowadays people love doing their cacao full moon ceremonies and you need your, your plant allies to really connect and access, you know, and same for like our everyday, you know, herbal antibiotics. We want to be protected and have a strong immune system to when we need to detox because we were we overindulge in the holidays you know so we need those allies as well so i think kind of like the whole plethora of what you might need in your home slash traveling apothecary is kind of how we strategize the expansion of the line mm. actually i was just i was doing a staff training yesterday and i was talking to them they were asking about macuna and i was saying things like macuna and cbd and cacao they really blur the line between what is a food and what is a drug. And, you know, you could argue equally for something like cacao or hemp to be 
classes of food or <laughs> as a drug that yeah. and how you know what you're doing is really kind of yeah it's it's um taking the whole superfood thing to another level really isn't it exactly and i think you know it's because we live in a world where agriculture is so toxic nowadays even if you're buying organic you're still buying perhaps a genetically modified seed unless you really are you know strategizing your heirloom you know kind of focus which is not so easy everywhere in the world and so like medicinal plants are kind of like the next step of nutrition because superfoods and medicinal plants are like the nutrition that we're lacking because agriculture is so depleted you know so i think that's why everybody's kind of like looking for the next level they really need something to connect and heal themselves it's not either ter terrible healthcare systems or you know kind of depleted foods but with your what you're doing you're really getting to the level where that could replace pharmaceuticals for people isn't it yeah exactly People are fed up, you know, I can see it more and more. Like I used to, I'm not, I don't see so many clients now as I did before, but you know, over and over again, I just kept seeing everybody like just fed up with the pharmaceutical cocktail prescriptions and then feeling terrible from terrible side effects, you know, and it's just not a sustainable reality. Like our ancestors have done it for centuries to be able to heal themselves with what grows in their backyard. And so we can do the same. So you mentioned a few for us. Do you want to go into detail about a few of the, the signature products, the best sellers? I think you mentioned the dream one, did you? Uh-huh, exactly. Um, one of our popular ones is our happiness tonic, which I think is an essential for nowadays because it relieves, it relieves you from stress and anxiety. It also kind of like boosts the dopamine serotonin production. So it's an actual excellent pineal tonic. Um, it also just kind of like regulates hormonal functioning and also contains some of our adaptogenic classics, kind of like, as you were saying, mucuna, ashwagandha, and rhodiola, which are excellent protection for, you know, today's kind of toxic situation. And I think it's essential too, like products that, like as you were saying, the mucuna and the adaptogens have gotten so popular and are also some of our best sellers because... You know, we can't forget that we have, we're constantly exposed to stress on all levels. It's not just, you know, emotional and mental stress from work. It's also environmental, agricultural, you know, from heavy metals to depleted agricultural production to everything is kind of influencing our, our stress response, you know. So I think plants that are really targeting the hypothalamus pituitary adrenal axis, which is our stress response organs, are and much need of support which these plants are excellent for so which axis the hpa axis the hypothalamus pituitary and adrenal glands okay. are the glands basically that are in our kind of upper area in the body and in the center of the brain that basically help regulate our stress response mm. so on all levels you know environmental physical emotional and even spiritual and so when we consume these, these plants, we're protecting ourselves on a multi-level, you know, experience. And they also act in a million other ways, you know, so from being antibiotics to immune protection to, you know, they all specialize in different categories, but it's excellent. So, you know, our adaptogen line is also, we really pride ourselves in sourcing only the finest. We don't care to support pesticide adaptogenic, you know, farming, like for example, most people source their mushrooms from China. 80% of the world sources mushrooms from China. And the last thing you want to do is consume a medicinal mushroom that's been fumigated, radiated, and genetically modified, you know. So 
So yeah, our mushrooms have become kind of like a key signature because we specialize by growing them with this one farmer that we love and partner with in Washington state. Mm. And all the water, all the, everything that is used is completely non-GMO, organic and beyond organic and next level. And he also does it biodynamically. So it's fantastic. The farm is incredible and we grow eight plus mushrooms with him and we're going to be growing more and more as, as the years go by. The product that sold out first for us was the collagen. Do you want to tell us about the plant collagen? Yeah, absolutely. So the plant collagen are basically herbs that support us in boosting and protecting our own collagen receptors. So I feel like it's a myth that everybody believes that as you age, you stop producing collagen, but that's only because a lack of the right essential herbs and foods that help us produce the natural protection, you know? So anybody, no matter what age you might have, you will have, you know, you can have that boost if you're, you know, supplementing properly. So for example, we use Heshu Wu, which is, has been used for centuries in Southeast Asia and different parts of Asia. But it has been used as a longevity tonic as well as a beauty tonic because of that very purpose. It like increases elasticity in the skin, it protects your collagen, and it increases muscle, you know, density. I mean, sorry, bone density. And it's fantastic on many levels, more levels. Um, same as the Giagulan, also called Gynostema. We source it also from Southeast Asia, and it's a fantastic weed. It's like a, an adaptogenic weed, basically that is also an incredible longevity tonic also used for kind of the beauty chemistry that it contains. And we also incorporate others like mangosteen peel, which is used in the rainforest lands also as a beauty tonic. Same as the calendula flower used from, you know, ancient Egypt to even tribal, um, medicinal tribal South American tribes to use also as a beauty tonic and protector, and as well as a longevity overall tonic. And then classics kind of like nettles and nettle roots that are fantastic for that as well. So, and then horsetail is also one of the classics for silica. So silica is one of the main properties that you want to increase in your body to protect your collagen receptors. So that is one of the more studied ones because of that very reason, the whole silica component. Amazing. Wow. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and tell yeah. the, the dream, the, there's a dreaming smoke and a tea is that right exactly yeah we have a dream tea a dream elixir and we the smoke is it does help but it's more of like a we call it the heart chakra smoke mm -hmm. because it's kind of like that peaceful calming kind of spirit attuning type of smoke so it's great to have like for those occasional nights that you're having you know your dream tea to kind of soothe the nervous system and kind of in, be in, in a state of relaxation before bed and the smoke might be a, an extra added help for for that relaxation component there's so i don't know <laughs> there's so many i don't know which ones to ask you about which which is your favorite which ones do you take every day every day i do mukuna and, and reishi in my coffee i absolutely love it uh, mm -hmm. i think it tastes so good i mean i know i'm i because I'm from Costa Rica, I guess I just love coffee and it's very hard for me to give it up. <laughs> but um, I'd love to enhance the coffee. That way it's like less of an adrenal uh -huh. kind of damaging situation. I also love the collagen in like my green smoothie or green juice. I always mix it in. We also have the collagen elixir, which is an easier kind of liquid to use on the go if you need to just add it into your, into your foods. Um, I also love the liver vitality for daily liver support and cleansing. 
in the afternoon, I usually like to combine kind of like the more mushroomy things again. So like our adaptogenic seven mushroom blend is my favorite. And I add it to basically anything, you know, I even add it to soup sometimes, or I love making mole, like Mexican style mole and add my cacao mushroom mix into it. Mm -hmm. And then of course our coconut cream is so delicious. I go, I add it to like even my kids bowls of oatmeal to anything, smoothies, lattes, whatever. It's sometimes I just even spoon feed it from the bag. So as a healthy fat. That's like a powder, right? Exactly. Yeah. It's a fluffy, greasy powder. It's delicious. <laughs> so what you use it for making smoothies and melts. Exactly. And to kind of froth up the latte, like if you're doing bulletproof lattes, it's a great kind of thickener, like emulsifier. That's super healthy, of course. Um, we've also got the Palo Santo. Do you want to tell us about the Palo Santo? Yes. So... Palo Santo has definitely become an issue because of the whole extinction that it's kind of causing, you know, in South America. So we, the only purpose of us bringing it in is because we found this amazing family that lives in northern Peru. And they specialize in reharvesting it in the wild. And they've been doing this for hundreds of years, you know, before it was even an extinction. But they just did it out of like a ceremonial process within their family line. So they replant in the wild and they only harvest what they've planted in the wild. And only when the tree actually dies naturally, which is key for any Palo Santo that you might be purchasing. You know, you have to not only support it ethically, but it has to die naturally for it to have that incredibly powerful smell. And a lot of people don't know that. So you can buy Palo Santo that just looks like, you know, any kind of piece of wood, basically. And, And it just doesn't have that, like, rich, intense smell that is the whole point you want it to be you know super fragrant and also to eliminate from the bad energies to it being an antimicrobial antiviral and all these other property amazing properties that it has and people unfortunately because of you know people living below minimum wage in places in like in peru and in south america they just chop it up because they know it's kind of like gold and so they sell it cheaply to kind of make a living you know so it's kind of sad because it's depleting the wild. People are doing it because they need money. And indigenous people are just, you know, kind of doing what they can to survive. And it's also just depleting the wild. So it's really sad um, what's going on. So did you say there's a problem that it might become extinct? Yes, it, it is. It already kind of is, basically. It's, wow. it's kind of like in California and so it's uh, people are just harvesting it mind, mindlessly, thinking that it's just whatever. It's this tree; it grows everywhere, and then now it's not really so vital anymore. Wow, I had no idea. Yeah, so it's so important. That's why we only trust this family, and we only source it from them. And when they don't have it, they just don't have it. You know, they mm. go in seasons, and it's not an eternal supply. And we love that. We encourage that, and that's you know that's what we want to support. Mm. Wow, I had no idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really sad, actually. So I hope, you know, more people start replanting in the wild and bring it back. Yeah, and just become aware of the fact that there's, I didn't even realize there was, like, different, you know, because with sage, sage, you know, sage, <laughs> sage is pretty abundant, right? Exactly. I didn't even realize that there was different, like, levels of quality of Palo Santo. 
Yeah, yeah. No, I, I even in the past, before I was, before I knew what an epidemic it was, I would just buy, you know, from whoever I thought was, you know, a sweet store, this and that. And yeah. it was like big chunks too. So I was like, wow, look at this. It was like a wand, you know? Yeah. And, uh, and then I, I would burn it and I was like, this, you know, it doesn't smell so strong, very strange. And it almost had like a humidity inside of it. Uh-huh. And I noticed that it was just not properly dried and it was, you know, not properly, you know, didn't properly die. Yeah. so that's what's amazing they have to naturally die on their own it cannot be induced the death cannot be induced nor can it be chopped semi-alive and then dried and do they only grow in that specific part of the world do they already what sorry do they only grow in that specific part of the world so they're not growing? yeah exactly it grows from like peru there's the northern part of chile peru colombia and even up to costa rica but over here it's a little harder to find mm yeah amazing because usually with these herbs like you'll find them in one area but then they will pop up you know like they're they're, you know they're in asia but they're also in africa exactly i think that's amazing isn't it it's just incredible yeah 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 all right do you want to tell us about one more which is your like number one bestseller I would say the plant collagen has been, the elixir and the powder are very loved. And it's so great to see people, to, you know, like really going to a plant-based solution on like protecting and producing their own ability versus just, you know, contributing to mass-produced yeah. collagen supplements, which I think are, personally, I think they're disgusting, honestly, unless it's a super good source, you know, that's truly sustainable. I just don't think it's, it's worth to feed the body such a calcified form of supplementation, you know? But yeah, so the plant collagen is super popular and it's a great form to support your body. And I would say our, all of our mushroom powders are very loved, our ethically harvested chaga, cordyceps, and reishi, our seven mushroom blend, and our tonics are very loved too, the tonics, the adaptogenic tonics. And our brain tonic is also very popular, the liquid form. Tell us about that one, tell us about that one. So our cerebrum brain tonic is extracted in biodynamic cane alcohol and organic vegetable glycerin. And it basically is a high concentration of nootropic plants, which are plants that help, you know, the, the mind to access more clarity, energize the brain, have more of like focused attention. So a lot of the nootropic industry is actually pharmaceutical. So it's great to see people now sourcing it, nootropics on a botanical level. So we kind of specialize in very well-studied, botanically-sourced nootropics. So it has, um, for example, bacopa, which is used in Ayurveda. It also has uh, ginkgo, cotucola, which we bring in from Central America. And yeah, they're fantastic plants for everyone, everybody that needs that extra boost, for sure. Brilliant. Brilliant. So what's next? Are you always thinking of new things? Are you always developing new new ideas and new projects yes absolutely we have some pretty interesting stuff coming up like we have our natural painkiller or pain management formula mm. it's called dolores that is all plants that basically are on nervines on a musculoskeletal level so it really helps deal with pain kind of like to avoid again the pharmaceutical necessities of painkillers um, we also have some oils we're going to start doing a little more on like the 
eco beauty topical type of stuff so more on like collagen boosting oils and and some other fun serums for beauty as well and yeah more to come more to come <laughs> brilliant we look forward to it mm -hmm. brilliant Adriana thank you so much for your time I'm really excited to yeah delve into the range and get to know it all Likewise, so great to meet you and so happy to be working with you guys. Thank you for listening. You can check out the products we've been talking about by visiting Raw Living, rawliving.eu. If you haven't got uh, an account already, sign up for an account, you get £5 off your first order. And uh, you can also hear more of my interviews over on capemagic.com. Please subscribe and rate the podcast. It really helps. And yeah, thank you. See you next time. <laughs>